Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Boy, I got something to talk about. And it's, I just feel that it needs to be talked about. This is Sunday. This is what you call a double bonus for y'all. I'm about to give you another recording today. And this wasn't planned. This was because I got a phone call from a, a friend, a young man in his 20s. And he called me with all sincerity from his heart, wanting to know how to pray. And it hit me. So I felt in my spirit that I need to speak to some people today. Where the enemy has them confused and he has made prayer to be difficult for people. And prayer is not designed to be difficult. It's designed for you to have a conversation with your God. And not just your God, but your Father. This is an intimate conversation with the Creator of the universe about whatever's on your heart and mind. And I was glad he called because it let me know that whatever is on our heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And it hit me because he was so sincere. He was delicate in his approach when he spoke up. And I understood that this is something that he had been wrestling with, not just today, but he's been wrestling with it for a while. The biggest thing that the enemy wants to do to anyone who believes in Jesus Christ is to create doubt that God loves you. This is why it's so important for believers to truly understand John 3:16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you have to understand that that's the ultimate sacrifice that God could do. He gave his most valuable, precious commodity to his enemy, which was his son, to do to him whatever he pleased, even unto death. But he didn't know that the resurrection power was going to happen on the third day. The devil thought that when he wiped Jesus out, that it was a done deal. It was a victory lap. It was a victory party for him. But that wasn't the case. See, God is always in control. Even when it seems like that he's defeated or Christ is defeated. In other words, could you imagine following somebody for three years and he does all these wonderful things, healing, miraculous signs. You see him feeding people, raising people from the dead. But he can stop himself from going to the cross. See, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this with you so you know. Jesus had no sin. So what that meant was he couldn't die. Do you understand that? Jesus had no sin 
and he could not have died. He had to lay his life down. And what I mean by that was he took the sins of the world on him. He didn't have to. Remember, he wasn't born with Adam's DNA. He was born with God's DNA. So I just want to share that with you, that Jesus didn't have to die. He chose to. He didn't have to die because he didn't know sin. He took on sin to save men. And one of the biggest things when I talked to my friend today and he brought that question to me, you know, in Isaiah 56, 7, the word declares that God's house should be a house of prayer. And, you know, and I want you to understand, prayer is the only way to change things. And you have to believe that prayer works even when you feel like that you didn't get an answer. And maybe you didn't get an answer because it just wasn't time for that answer. Or maybe God just knew that that wasn't the right thing for you. Understand this, the Bible declares all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. If God is for you, who can be against you? And it doesn't mean that you don't have enemies and people come up against you. Oh, you're going to have it all throughout your life. But you can bet that Romans 12 says you overcome evil by doing good. So I'm excited to talk to you about prayer. And, you know, we're going to talk, even about, talk about some fasting as well. And even about your good deeds, in other words. Because prayer is just nothing but a simple conversation. You don't have to be eloquent in speech. You don't have to use big words. God wants to know what's in your heart. What's in your heart. He wants the truth. If you're not feeling good and things are so heavy on you, tell God, God, this is just too much for me. I don't know what to do, but I need your help. Help me. You know, one of the things that uh, I'm trying to do within this 30 days is take this challenge. Not to use Jesus' name in any weak way, but to use Jesus' name in the authority that it was meant to be used. Because when Jesus left, he left us the power attorney to use that name in the right way. And so when my friend posed this question to me about how to pray, and you know, and I spoke to him, I said a lot of things because I wanted him to know that prayer is simple. It's you expressing how you feel about something that's going on in your life. It's something how you feel about something like going on with your parents, you know, your wife, your children, your husband. You can talk to God, but the enemy wants to create doubt because guess what happens? Because if you have any confusion about when you pray, guess what you're not going to pray? You're not going to pray in faith. And I want to let you know, whatever's on your heart and mind, is on God's heart and mind. You have to pray in faith because in Hebrews it says this, without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must be a reward of those that diligently seek him. In other words, he didn't say, partially said diligently. I mean, you have to put some effort into that. 
Because guess what? Do you think the enemy wants you to walk in victory? Do you think the enemy wants you to be what God wants you to be at? No, he doesn't. He wants you to live a defeated life without any hope. He wants you to be so deflated so that you didn't talk to God and pray to God. Now you didn't got up and forgot about what you asked God for because you didn't gave up on it. You said, I just can't, I just can't deal with it because it ain't going to come to pass. And Peter, it says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. You know, and when you cast, that means to take it and throw it and don't go back and get it. That's what that means. When you, when you cast that care of God, don't go back and pick it up. Trust that God will come through for you when you cast that care on him. That can be your health. That can be your finances. That can be your job. That can be your marriage. That can be your children. Take that stuff off of you and give it to him. Jesus said, guess what? He said that he can take your burdens. He said his yoke is light. In other words, Jesus can do it. So I'm just excited tonight to give y'all this extra, extra talk about just being, you know, just being subtle and just being simple with it about how to pray. How do I pray? I don't understand. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was so glad to get that call because I knew right then and there that the Holy Spirit was working on me so that I would have something to say to this young man, to give him hope in a godless world, a dark world, dark times. That God cares for him. God is performing all kinds of miracles. I don't care what's going on with COVID. God is performing miracles. There's someone who woke up this morning with a testimony what God has done for them. There's somebody right now declaring what God has just done for them. There's someone right now celebrating the Lord himself. Did you know that? Because he did something. He brought them through something. And so I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind and he loves you. He would never leave you nor forsake you in your time and need. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. And you know how we do it. It's time to pray because prayer is what God wants us to do. His house should be a house of prayer. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for the night season. I thank you, Father, for this word that you have given me to give to your people about how to pray. How to pray. That, Father, I pray that this word would penetrate people all around the world. That it would saturate their hearts and mind. And that they would know 
that you are their father, that they have a right to talk to you about whatever is on their heart and mind. They don't have to be ashamed of the situation, the circumstances. Father, I pray right now that you touch people in the name of Jesus and let them speak freely. Let them speak freely to you, Father. But when they speak to you, Father, give them an answer that'll solve their dilemma, their problem. I just thank you, Father, for the day because I know that you answer prayers. I know it's just a conversation between a father and a son or a mother and a daughter. It's a relationship conversation. It's not a conversation of judgment. It's a conversation of just trying to find out. I pray, Father, today that people begin to speak to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to come into their lives and help them and strengthen them and give them peace of heart that they would see you that they would see the Holy Spirit that he's a person the third person of the Trinity and that he's truly a friend someone you can depend on I pray that people realize that Jesus said that he would not leave them orphans that he gave us a comforter a side by side someone dear to them that's going to love them who's not going to abuse them. But he's going to help them when they can't pray. He's going to look out for them. He's going to let them know what's coming. He's going to help them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you're excited because I'm really excited. Because, you know, when you think about this, you know, this is a, a real conversation. Because a lot of people struggle with this. And some people don't have the tenacity like my friend did to call up and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. Do you know when he did that? You know what he did? He defeated the enemy off his life because he confessed something that he wasn't sure about. And because he wasn't sure about it, God gave him an answer through the word because everything I said wasn't about me. It was based upon the word of God. That was the answer, is what the Word of God says. So I want to share with you today what the Word of God says when it comes to praying. You know, first you have to have faith. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But you have to have faith that God cares. Talk about the devil don't want you to have faith in God. He wants you to pray in doubt because God doesn't operate in doubt. You know, God operates when you believe in the impossible. And sometimes some of the things that we believe in seem so far, so far removed. But let me tell you something. I believe God can do anything that we ask according to his word. I believe that we can ask God to help us when we don't know what to do. And so I just want to encourage you. And like I said, we're going to be looking around throughout the Bible. Like, so we're going to talk about this prayer. And first, we're going to talk about in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, 
And before I get to the prayer, I want you to understand there's some things that need to be talked about first. About charitable deeds. Because you have to set yourself up. And then you can see the wonderful working powers of Jesus. Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. The reason why we're celebrating in this season. In chapter 6, verse 1. And we're going to read from the New King James Version today. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do your charitable deeds, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do your charitable deeds, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will himself Reward you openly. See, we don't have to boast and brag. You know, like, if you see someone down and, and you aid them, you don't have to go around like, hey, man, this is what I did for so-and-so. Keep that to yourself. Because God wants, whatever you do, God wants you to do in secrecy. Because what? Everything God, he did for us, he did before the foundation of the world was laid. He knew that he was going to save us. He saved us while we was yet in our sins. He was working on us when we didn't even know that he was working on our behalf. And so I want you to understand that God sees in secrecy. This is why prayer is intimate and personal. Because when you go behind closed doors and you think that nobody sees you, guess who's there? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit right there with you right there with you in the midst of everything that's going on that's wrong. And he's hearing you because guess what? Because you're doing it not to be seen by people. You're not trying to do it to get a promotion on a job. You're not doing it to try to impress some woman or, or some woman trying to impress some man or trying to impress people. You're doing it from the sincerity of your heart. That's what God wants. God wants you to do it from your heart. Everything that you do, he wants you to do from your heart. It's how you treat people and treat yourself. And now let's just roll on down to verse 5 because we're, we're going to start dealing with prayer. Because I want you to understand that first of all, we know what to do with charitable deeds. Not to be seen by people. Not to be running around boasting and bragging. I did this for so-and-so, so-and-so. Ooh, they were down and out, man. They needed help. This is what's going on with them. No. Do it in secrecy. Only let God know what you've done. Then God will reward you. Don't look for nothing back in return. Trust and believe that God has ability to return back what you have given out. Now, remember, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side, man, because he loves you and cares about you. And it says this, and when you pray, 
you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street. They, you know, they just, they want to be seen. Let's go back. And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love praying standing in the synagogue and on the center of the street. They want to be seen. They want to be, they want to, they want to be posterized. They want people to see them. In other words, it's not about God. It's about self. You know, this is self-glory. That they want to be in the center of the street. That they may be seen by men. And surely, I say to you, they have their reward. See, now we saw with the charitable deeds, we saw the word of surely. We see it again uh, when people who get up and try to do something because they want to sound eloquent. They want people to say, ooh, man, that brother really prayed. You know, it, it, that's not it because it's not coming from the heart. It's only coming from self-edification. It ain't giving God no glory. It ain't giving God no glory because you got to understand that prayer is just simple. It's just between you and God. It's a conversation about how you feel about what's going on in your world. And I'm going to prove it. I'm just to prove it right now. I'm going to prove it. And this, is, and, 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 and this is what he said. But you, when you pray, go into your rooms. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret places. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And... When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. You see what he said? God sees in secret. God don't care about all that stuff. God only cares about what's inside your heart. And like I said, it's just like... Uh, if I went home as a child and I talked to my mother, I said, Mom, guess what? I don't want to tell you this, but guess what? I'm having a hard time in this class. My mama's not going to get me and beat me. She's going to see what she can do to help me. You know, so a parent only wants to love on you. He wants, or they, he or her wants to love on you. They want you to have the best. Remember, Jesus' disciples saw him do all these miraculous signs. They saw him raise the dead. Do you know the only thing that they asked him how to do was pray? And do you know what? See, Jesus would go off and pray all night. See, what they knew that he just wasn't going out in his might. They knew that he talked to his father. And so this one thing that Jesus did, he, he showed his disciples, and, it, and this is what he did. He did something that shook the religious world. In Matthew chapter six, New King James Version, remember whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. 
He loves you. You're not alone. Please send me your prayer request so I can stand in agreement with you that God will bless you. But this is what he says in verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. See what he said? They just knew him as God. Do you understand that? They knew God as God. Jesus is introducing them because guess what? John said that he gave us the power to become children of God. And he says to them, okay, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen you see what he told him? he said man God is your father and guess what he said let your will be done in heaven on earth so that means that guess what that God has designed for me and you not to be bogged down beat down whipped and punished that there's a plan that he has for me and you and you know I want to go back to that and I want verse 8 to stick out to you in Matthew he says therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, the evil one. For your is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. See, he's letting you know. But guess what? Now, Jesus, you know, he lets you know that he's your father. But then guess what? He gives you a condition that goes along with that. See, there's a condition that goes along with this. You know, in other words, if you want to call, you want to call God your father, then you got to be willing to do some things. In other words, see, I want you to know that you have a responsibility and this is your responsibility. For if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespass, neither will your Father forgive your trespass. You see, God wants you to be merciful because he's merciful. You're asking God to come in to change your world. But you're going to be bitter towards somebody else. Oh, man, forget them, man. Them jokers messed over me. In other words, see, that's what God don't want you to be. God wants you to have mercy because he gives mercy. He gives us grace. He wants you to be able to extend that to everyone. Because I know it's hard. It's hard forgiving. It's hard, in other words, 
But guess what? It's for you. It's for your healing. It's for your help. I just want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. In prayer, just a simple conversation with your father. Have people afraid to talk to their father or mother? And if you are, I ask God to heal that relationship between parent and children. That children don't be afraid to talk to their parents. Parents, don't be cruel to your children. In Jesus' name, I ask this. And now, we're going to just look at fasting because there's power in fasting too. In other words, we talked about charitable deeds. Fasting is when, guess what? When you need an answer, you don't see it in the Word of God, you don't know what's going on. Sometimes, you know, you need to fast. And this is what it says. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with their sad conscience, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Surely, as surely I say to you, Let's go back. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad conscience, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. But surely I say to you that they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in secret places, and your Father who sees in secret places reward you openly. Sometimes, you know, back in these days, they wanted people to know that they was fasting. They wanted people to know. They wanted people to know that they were the Pharisees and religious people. You know. uh, they wanted the world to know that they were fasting. They wanted people to see that they were making some sort of sacrifice. But what, what God is saying to me and you, when we do it, when we do it, we're supposed to do it in secrecy just supposed to know in our head and go about our day. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're doing a corporate fast, of course people are going to know. But if you're doing something personal, you don't have to let the world know. Just go about your day. Praise the Lord and see what he does for you. And see what he does for you. That's, a, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to do things in secret. Be secret in the secret places, because he wants to reward you openly. In other words, the world is going to see the blessings. The world is going to see the blessings. The world is going to see the blessings on your life. So, and I just want to let you know that God loves you. He hasn't forgotten about you. You're not alone. And I just want to let you know that we can talk to God about some things. We ain't got to be beat down. We ain't got to be ashamed. We ain't got to just talk to him. In other words, don't make it be so heavy on you. Remember that God wants you to pray in faith. He wants you to believe when you, when you say what you say. Believe that you say. And then we're going to go over to Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to look at verse 7. He acts and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be open to you. For everyone who acts receives, and he who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, 
would give him a stone. Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how much to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Don't be ashamed to ask God to step into your world and change some things. Have faith in him. Believe in him. Trust him. Because he cares. You know, I want you to know that. That God loves you. That you can talk to him. Like I said, I don't want you to feel like, man, this praying thing is a difficult thing. And now we're going to roll over to Mark chapter 11 because I want to put some more on there to you so that you can see the working wonderful powers of prayer and how it should work. Now, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree, Mark 11 verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter remembered said him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse have withered away. And this is what Jesus said. Because you know, you gotta, I want you to understand that prayer works because you have to you have to believe that God cares enough. And this is what Jesus answered. So Jesus answered and asked and said to them, Have faith in God. That's your only requirement. Have faith in God. Believe in his son. Have faith in God. That God didn't lie to you about Jesus. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to whomever, say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. See, remember, but I'm, you know, like I said, there's some conditions, there's some requirements that you got to do to make this work. It just say, you know, I'm a God, I'm a you know, you gotta have a you gotta have a heart for people, not just for yourself, but for people. You gotta have a heart for someone other than yourself. And so in verse 25, he said this, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your father in heaven will also forgive your trespass. But if you do not forgive, Neither will your father forgive your trespass. Did you hear that? That's how powerful God is. That's how powerful God is. And I just want to let you know, prayer is just a simple conversation with God. And I'm not going to keep you. I just want to share that with you. So let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for this word that you gave me to give your people, Father, that prayer is nothing but a conversation with you. I want to tell you that I love you. Send in your prayer request. Know that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I love you. I want to say thanks for listening. And may God bless you. 
And remember, without faith it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he's a reward of those that do to seek him. Seek God today. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you. Talk to you later.